Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Go with me to Matthew chapter 6. If you don't have a Bible, um, no worries, but uh, get a Bible, bring a Bible next session. Uh, if your neighbor doesn't have a Bible, look at your neighbor and just say, bro, where's your Bible at? Just like, where, where, where is the word? Where's your Bible at? I feel kind of discouraged. I feel a little discouraged tonight that there's that much conversation happening, which means there's that many people with no Bibles. If you got a Bible, go to Matthew chapter 6 and then shut it. Shh. Matthew chapter 6. Uh, this, this weekend, our entire weekend, it is themed around the idea, uh, the phrase, seek first. One more time, someone say, seek first. Uh, the, the whole weekend, we're talking about seeking first the kingdom of God. And, and t- tonight, before we really even get into the subject matter, uh, I'd like to give you a definition because uh, how many of you know it's difficult when you are not on the same page with someone? Like, have you ever not been on the same page with someone and you thought a certain word meant a certain thing, but it did not mean that thing that you thought it, have you ever been there before? Um, I don't know if any youth pastors, youth leaders can relate that are over the age of 30. I'm 34 years old. I got four kids, eight, six, four, and and one. Um, I'm not old, but I'm getting older. And here's what I'm finding. Maybe you will have sympathy. Maybe you won't. I'm finding there's a lot of words that I don't know what they mean anymore. Like our, our uh, where, where did Isaiah, I don't know where Isaiah went, but a lot of our youth leaders at our church, they're making fun of me because I don't understand the lingo. Like, like they're like, bro, big bet. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, like I, Isaiah, who's playing, playing keys tonight, I, I texted him a couple months ago, hey, are, are you coming to this thing that we're doing? And he responds, big bet. I promise you. I'm looking at my phone like, big bet. What does it mean, though? Lord, get, Lord give me a, like, it's difficult when you don't know what the word means. And I think if we're going to talk about seeking first the kingdom of God, we should probably get on the same page tonight about what this word seek means. The, the, the word seek, maybe it's not too hard to guess or maybe you already know, but, but it means to go after something. It means to, to search for something. It means to seek, to pursue, to go after and search for something with all of your heart, with the intention of finding it with the intention of, of attaining it. Any Black Friday shoppers, like you, you brave the Black Friday, like three people, cool, awesome, not the right context, obviously. But like those crazy people on Black Friday that are going out and they're, they're going for a purpose. They got a mission, they're trying to get something. Uh, you, you may know this, but the Bible was not originally written in English. Uh, the Bible originally was written in Greek and Hebrew, uh, the Old Testament primarily in Hebrew and the New Testament primarily in Greek. And sometimes, someone say sometimes. sometimes, sometimes it's beneficial to go to the original language because it not only gives you a definition, but it gives you the nuance. Like it gives you the emotion of the word. And this word seek, yeah, it's actually kind of a fun word to say. Like I always think about uh, Elf, any Elf fans in the house, Buddy the Elf, when, when he's like, Francisco. That's fun to say. Uh, this word kind of makes me think of it because the word uh, for seek in, 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 in the original language, it's, it's the word zateo. Someone just say zateo. Zateo. If you're having a baby, you should think consider that for a name. That's a good name, zateo. 
But, but this word zeteo, it, it not only means to search for, to seek after, to go after something, but, but this word zeteo, the, the nuance, the emotion behind it is to do so because you have a deep craving for something. Your, your motivation is because you have a deep passion and a deep craving for something. Like, ha- have you ever had, like, a late-night craving for some food before? Like, what, what is it about, like, for me, it's like 10 p.m. If I'm, I need to go to sleep early so I don't gain weight because if it's like 10 p.m., I'm sitting there, we're watching a show, or maybe I'm just on my phone, and all of a sudden I'm like, ooh, hi. Like, is, is, is that you, Lord? No, that's, that, that's the craving for something from the pantry. And how frustrating is this? Have, have you ever gone to your pantry? Have you ever gone to your refrigerator? Gone to the cupboard? And, and there's nothing there that's going to hit the spot? You, who, who, who am I preaching to? Who am I preaching to? It's like, Mom, where are the Fruit Loops? And, and have you ever been, been in the pantry and you are searching? You are looking. Like, you, you, the FBI should hire you. You are looking, you are searching, and you're trying to find something that is going to meet this craving. My, 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 my people, the only thing that meets late-night cravings for me, it's one of two things. It's Taco Bell or ice cream. Come on. Taco Bell or ice cream. But this, this word, zateo, this Greek word, what, what, what it means and, and the nuance that it gives us is it means to, because you have a passionate desire for something. I, 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 don't, I don't know where you are, son. I don't know what your passionate desire is for. But can I tell you that God's desire for you is that your passionate desire would be for him. That, that you're seeking and you're searching and you're going after him for the purpose of finding and knowing and growing in him because you have a deep desire and craving for him. I, I, it's hard for me when people say that like seek first isn't really a thing because the Bible cover to cover, it teaches us and it tells us that the, the will of God, the desire of God, the heart of God is that we would be people who put God first, who seek God first. We, we're not going to like study these, but I just want to give you a couple examples. Like, for example, Exodus chapter 3, I believe it is. Exodus chapter 3 should be up on the screen at some point. Um, oh, it's, it's just not on there. Got you. Exodus chapter 3, verse 20, it says this. Uh, first commandment in the Ten Commandments, you shall have no other gods before me. The first commandment God gives, you shall have no other gods before me. In other words, no, 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 no. Nothing and no one else comes before your worship of, of me. In the New Testament, Jesus was asked this question. Jesus, tell us, master teacher, tell us, what's the greatest commandment? What's the, what's the number one thing? And Jesus says in Matthew 22, I believe it is, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. Jesus, tell us, teach us, what, what in your opinion is the most important thing? And he says, you, you shall love the Lord your God with everything that you have. Sounds a lot like the book of Exodus to me, 
you shall have no other God be, before me. This is kind of a random one, but one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Proverbs chapter 3, I believe it is. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions. Pa- pause real quick. Um, I, if you're like me, you, you think immediately about stuff. Anyone, there's some stuff right now you would like to get. If you had the money, there's some stuff on your wish list. I, I, I think about stuff, but, but let's consider this for, for a moment tonight. Um, we woke up this morning because of him. The breath in my lungs tonight are because of him. My heart is beating and I exist on this planet because of him. My friends, everything we have and everything that we are, it's, it's a gift from God. And Proverbs 3 says, honor the Lord with all that you have, with your possessions, with the, someone say first, with the first fruits of your increase. And so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Translation, if you will give God your first and you will give God your best. God, he will ensure that he takes care of the rest. We, 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 we cannot argue that cover to cover, the book that we call the Bible, the, the living, breathing word of God, it teaches us. It commands us even to give God our first, to give God our, our best, to, to seek first him, which, which leads me tonight to Matthew chapter 6. I know I asked you to turn there. If you got a Bible, go there, Matthew chapter 6. You're going to have to forgive me. I was kind of counting on the words being on that screen, and they're not. And so for, forgive me that you're going to have to look at the back of my head for a minute. But Matthew chapter 6, I'm going to read it to you from the New King James Version. It says this. It says, therefore, by the way, this is Jesus talking. And um, something that, that I love about the Bible is that the Bible, it is the living, breathing Words of our living God. Uh, just, just quick show of hands. How, how many of you, uh, by show of hands, you have a cell phone and you text on your cell phone? Just, okay. Um, pe- people, what, what in the world is going on? Like, what, what day and age do we live in? My six-year-old the other day, she goes, Dad, you know what I want for my birthday? I'm like, what, what? I want an Apple Watch. I said, I said, no. How about I get you, like, the watch your brother? It's like a, like a little pretend watch. Said, no, 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 no. I want the new Apple Watch. I said, you, you better pray because that's a no. But, but, but what, what I love about the Bible is because our God is living, his word lives. So, so like, for example, if I texted you tonight, hey, thinking about you, care about you, tomorrow, let's go get pizza. You, like, those words are speaking real time. They're living words. Why? Because I am alive. My friends, the Bible is not a dead book. My friends, the Bible is not just another history book or textbook about God. The Bible is the living, breathing words of God, and they speak today. Can I get an amen? amen. So, so thank you. That's, that's passionate, bro. Thank you. So, so when we're reading this, it is Jesus not just talking to people in this day. It is Jesus talking to you and I tonight. And Jesus says this, therefore, do not worry saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first 
the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry. Look at your neighbor and say, don't worry about it. Do not worry. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I don't know if you picked up on this or not, but Jesus, he's, he's speaking to something that I kind of think we need to, to, to address today in, in our world, and that is this issue of worry, anxiety, and fear, and, and unsettledness on, on the inside. I'm, I, I told you I'm not old, but I'm getting older. Uh, I've been a youth pastor for 15 years. And I'll tell you, like, I'm not picking on my youth group. It's just in general. I will tell you that yesteryear, um, one of the number one things that we, we, we had, had to battle, like, in youth and gatherings like this, it's how absolutely insane people were. Just full of energy and life and excitement. And, bro, Pastor Brandon, I had 17 monsters today and Lucky Charms. Is this why? Like, and and it, was, it was the energy and the excitement and the, like, the ah, and it was always, like, calming people down. Can, can I tell you one of the things that we battle more than anything, and, again, not just in my church but in places that I go, it's, it's getting the energy up. There's something about the day and age that we live in, something in your generation and mine that there's this heaviness we carry. There's this, this worry, this anxiousness. I mean, am, am I the only one that can feel worried at times? Is there anybody else in here tonight that you, you, you actually came into camp with some worry? You, you, you actually wake up on a regular basis, and maybe you can't even put your finger on it, which, by the way, is some of the most frustrating things, right? It's like, why do I feel worried? Why do I feel anxious? Why do I feel this, this sense of uns? And you can't even put your finger on it. It is the day and age that we live in. And Jesus says, hey, don't worry about your life. By, by the way, it's not just Jesus saying this like right here, but Paul echoes this in Philippians chapter 4 when he says, be anxious for nothing. I'm the only one that reads the Bible sometimes, and I go, Pfft. You're right. Be anxious for nothing. Uh, can, can, can we get a Greek translation? There is no way that word nothing actually means, but it, but it does. It means nothing. Be anxious and worried about nothing. Can I ask you, what is it tonight that you feel worried and you feel anxious about? Why, why, why is it that you have a hard time finding peace on your pillow at night? What, what is that thing that, that oh, man, you, you, you are a professional putting on a mask and putting on a facade, and everyone thinks you are steady as she goes, but on the inside you are, you're anxious, you're worried. Jesus says, don't be anxious. Don't be worried about your life. And he says, don't do so because you have a heavenly father who he already knows. He knows everything that you need. Can I tell you this tonight? God knows right where you are. The Bible goes we can cast our care upon him because he cares for us. You might not think so, but I promise you God knows right where you are tonight. 
and he has careful concern for your life. Oh, God knows. God knows the things that that you don't think he knows. He knows the things that you don't think. God knows where you are. And Jesus goes, don't worry because you have a God who he knows what you need. So like what, like what, what do I do with that? Well, well, rather than worrying, he says, seek first or put first God. And, and I, want, I want you to hear this tonight because we're, we're going to circle back here at the end. But listen to the promise he makes. Matthew 6, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all. Someone say all. all. Say it like you mean it. Say all. all. And all these things. What things? All the things you're worried about. All the things you're anxious about. All the things that that they fill up your, your mind and they eat away at your time and your energy and your, your ability to feel joy. All these things, he, he goes, I, I will freely and generously add them to you. You don't have to go. No, I, I will freely and generously add them to you. So seek first the kingdom of God. and All these things will be, will be added to you. Here's one of the things that I know. For the most part, every single person in this room, even though maybe you couldn't have got up here and articulated it, every single, I would guess almost every single person in this room, you, you actually already know this, though. Here's, here's how I know it. If, if, if we did, like, a true or false test, by the way, true and false answers, like, that's the best kind of test. Can I, can I get a witness? Like, if I didn't study, I didn't do the summer reading, I got a 50-50 chance, that's better than 25, I'll go true and false every day. But, but I would bet that for the most, even if you're here and you're like, I don't even follow God, man. I'm here because I'm trying to get a date to prom, and she said I should go to camp, and I'm like, if I say yes to camp, will you say yes to prom? And you're here hoping you're going to leave with it. Even if you don't follow God, I would say for the most part, all of us, if I were to say, all right, True or false, God's desire is for you to put him first and give him your best. I'd say for the most part, we, we would say the answer is true. It's true. So, so here, here's my question tonight, and really it is the basis of what I want to talk about. So why don't we live that way? If, if we know this stuff, then why don't we live this stuff? I, what, 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 what I've come to learn is that all of us, myself included, we know way more than we actually live. Can I get an amen? amen. Like, like, let's just be honest. You know more than you actually do. By the way, that's just not with God. That's with everything. One of the reasons I know this is true is because right now, all across America, establishments like McDonald's and Taco Bell and Bojangles. Oh, my stomach hurts thinking about Bojangles. God help me. Bojangles and any Hardee's fans in the house, please pray for these people. Like, I get sick thinking about Hardee's. Here's how I know we know more than we do because all across America right now, Fast food establishments are bumping. And nobody's going there going, man, 2023, one of my goals is to get super fit. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to get an eight-pack. I'm going to look like Brad Pitt from Troy. Um, and I'm like, it's, it's my goal. And the number one way I'm doing that 
committed myself to only eat Taco Bell. <laughs> Said nobody ever. No one thinks fast food is good for them, and yet we still eat fast food. Anybody by show of hands, you had fast food this week. I had a Big Mac this week. God, please forgive me. I had a Big Mac this week. It's, it's how I know... It's how I know that all of us, we know more than we actually live. And let's just be honest tonight. Even though we know, even though we know that the Bible says we should seek first the kingdom of God, that God should have our first, he should have our best, God should be our priority, and we might even know that the Bible says, and if we do that, God will even come through and God will take care of us. Even though we know it intellectually, I'm just going to take a wild guess. Predominantly, we don't, we, we don't live like that. God falls in the category for a lot of us as, uh, as like if it's comfortable or convenient. If I have time, if I'm not busy, if, if, if it's comforting, if, I, if there's convenience, then I will give God. But, but predominantly, we, we don't live, we, we don't live see, seeking God first. And here, here's my question tonight. Why? Why? I would like to propose to you that I have, I will not say the answer, but I have an answer. I think for so many people, the reason we do not put God first, and hear me tonight because I I think God, I think he wants to speak to you, and I think he wants to get in the middle of your business tonight. I think for, for the most part, the reason we don't put God first is because we don't trust him. We don't trust him. I'll, I'll, I'll prove it to you. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, and you don't have to go there, but it'll be on the screen. Hebrews eleven six. The Bible says, "But without faith, without belief, without trust, it's impossible to please Him." Just let me insert this: What pleases God is not your perfection. What pleases God is relationship. God wants relationship with you. God wants intimacy with you. God gave the most precious thing he had, his son. Jesus gave his life, not so that you could be religious, but so that you could have relationship with him. The Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith for he who comes to God. Let's say it this way tonight. He who seeks God first, he who draws near to God, he must believe that he is God and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But we, 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 we don't trust that God really loves us. We don't trust that God really is faithful. We don't, we, we don't trust that God really is supernaturally able to do things that we cannot do for our, we, we just, we, we don't trust him. And so here's what happens for so many people. And again, I, I'm, I'm praying God gets right in the middle of my business and your business tonight. Because what happens for most of us is because we don't trust God, here's what we do. We develop in, if I don't, it won't mentality. Someone say, if I don't, it won't. So many of us, because we don't trust God, we live with this mentality that goes, listen, if I don't make it happen for myself, it's not happening. And, and we have like cool hashtags like grind mode, mamba mentality, 
If I, if I don't make it happen for myself, mamba mentality, grind mode, it's not going to happen. Listen, again, I've been a youth pastor for close to 15 years, and I can't tell you how many juniors and seniors, if you're a junior or senior, listen for a second, how many juniors and seniors I've sat down and having a, having a cup of coffee or an ice cream or Taco Bell or whatever it might be, and, and, and this is the conversation on repeat. Hey, man, bro, where you been? Like, I, I have missed, like, we missed you. Oh, man. Dude, I miss church so much. Oh, yeah, man. Tol- like, I totally, I, I, I miss God, to be honest. Wait, where, where you been? Oh, yeah, you, you know, the thing is, Brandon, I'm just so busy right now. I'm so busy. T- tell me about that. Yeah, you know, so right now, like, I'm, you know, I got this new job, and um, I, it's, like, a really big deal that I have this job, and, and so I'm doing this job, and, and, and I'm playing the sport right now, and practices, and all the, all, all the commitments, and, and then right now, I'm in these 17 million clubs, because if I don't get all of this on my college application, I'm not going to get into to the university that, that I need to get into. If I don't do all of this, then I'm not getting to where I need to get. And listen, Brandon, if I don't get to where I need to get, I'm not going to have what I need to have. I was just talking to someone a couple months ago, and he goes, yeah, man, totally, bro. I've totally been missing being at church and being involved. And I said, where you been? Well, here's the thing. Um, I've been avoiding forever, like, playing on this travel team because, like, I just know this travel team, it takes up so much of my time. Such a big commitment. And so I've, I've said no for years because I just know, like, I can't, I can't do this and be, like, all in with, you know, what God wants me to do. He said, but I, just, I had to make a choice this year. It's a real conversation. I said, what, what's the choice? He said, one of my coaches told me, hey, hey you know, if you, you, know if, if, if you don't play travel, college coaches, they're, like, they're not looking at you. Like, college coaches, they're not looking at high school athletes just in high They're looking at this, that, and the other. He said, so I, so I had to do it. He, he didn't say it, but, but what is he saying? Listen, if I don't, it won't. Can I tell you that the I, if I don't, it won't mentality, that it does not just affect, like, how we prioritize? But if you're not careful, it, it even affects the way that you begin to live. And let me just say, this is not someone from my church. So if you're part of my church, don't, don't be like, wow, who is it? Let's all get together later and let's, uh, let's investigate who this person is so we can pray for them. No, they don't go to our church. But, but I, uh, my, my wife and I, we have a good friend. She is in her uh, mid to late 20s and she really, really wants to get married. Any, anybody in the house, you'd like to get married one day. Like, it's like, like two, three people, cool, awesome, like wrong crowd. Um, but she really wants to get married. And here is the conversation we're having. This is a couple months ago. She's, she, she's sitting across from me and my wife, and she is weeping. Like, ha- have you ever, like, ugly cried? Like, she's like, <coughs> she's, she's weeping. And here is why she's, she's weeping. I know what the Bible says. And I know what honors God and doesn't honor God. But I'm making decisions anyways. I'm dating this guy. And we're sleeping together right now. 
And on the inside, like, I, I'm so tore up because I know that this is not pleasing to God. I've compromised all of my morals. I've compromised my sexual purity, and I'm doing things, and I'm crossed. I said, I would never do that. And, and, and by the way, she's not weeping because she's repenting. She, she's weeping because she's saying, and I just am having such a hard time because at the end of the day, I know I'm going to do it anyways. Why? Because I know that if I don't sleep with this person, this, this relationship won't work out. He, he does, he's not a believer. He doesn't serve God. He's not following. And, and I know if we're not having sex, this, this relationship isn't going anywhere. And I really, really am lonely. And I want, I, I, I want to get married. She, she's not saying it, but what is she saying? If I don't, it won't. And because we don't trust God, because we don't trust that God really does love me that much, because we don't trust that God is faithful, that God is dependable, that God is reliable, because we don't trust that God has the ability to open doors you can't open for yourself. Because we don't trust him. We go, God, listen, I'm, I'm all in when I can, when it's convenient, when it's easy. But right now, God, mamba mentality, grind mode. If I don't, it won't. So I'll catch you on the, on, on the flip side. I, I have three things that if you don't get anything else, I, I want you to get tonight. And um, I'm, I'm looking, it's 922. I know we, time is moving. And I have like a billion scriptures. And, and we won't read all of them because <clears throat> time doesn't permit us to. Uh, but we'll go th through some of these scriptures pretty fast, and you can write them down if you're taking notes. But, but I want you to catch these three things. Number one tonight, if you don't leave with anything else, I want you to know this. God loves you. God loves you. What I don't mean is that God loves the version of you from last year before you started making decisions you shouldn't make. What I do not mean is that God loves the version of you in one year's time when you really get your act together and you start really, no, God loves you tonight. God loves you right where you are. God, how do I know that God loves me? Ready to start writing scriptures down? How do I know that God loves me? Because John 3.16 says that God proved it. For God so loved the world, John 3.16, that he gave his one and only begotten son. The Bible says in Romans 5.8, I believe it is, Romans 5.8, the Bible says, but God, he demonstrated or he proved his love in that while you and I were still sinners, God gave, he sent his son. This is what the Bible says. This is love, not that we love God, but that God first loved us. Oh, please, please make no mistake about it. You did not make the first move. God made the first move. God has been pursuing you, and he is still pursuing you. The Bible says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. God is pursuing you tonight. He has demonstrated and proved his love for you in the fact that he sent his son Jesus. And hear me, God's love, it is a never-ending, unfailing love. Romans 8, 38 through 39, it, it, it says, Paul is writing, and he says, I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate me from the love of God, 
There are some of you tonight, you think that you're separated from God's love because of decisions you've made. You, you think you're separated from God's love tonight that you have or have not done. You think, I'm separated from God's love because of things that have been done to me and I'm no longer worthy or valuable. Paul writes, there is nothing that can separate you from the never-ending, unfailing love of God. We won't read this whole scripture, but Ephesians, if you want to write it down, Ephesians 3, I believe it is, Ephesians 3, 17 through 19, Paul writes, and he goes, listen, I'm praying that the love of God that surpasses your ability to intellectually understand and con- that it would fill your heart. God loves you more than you can comprehend in your natural ability. God loves you more than you can intellectualize. God, he has set his love upon you. And hear me, not only does God love you, but God is faithful. Can, 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 can you write that down tonight? God is faithful. Number two, if you're taking notes, God is, he's faithful. Just to make sure we're still away. Someone just say, God is faithful. God's faithful. I don't know who's let you down, but hear me, God will never let you down. I don't know who hasn't come through. I don't know who walked out on you. I don't know what kind of pain or trauma you have because of something that someone did. Hear me tonight, it is not the God we serve. God is faithful. One of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible, Numbers 23, 19, it says that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. In other words, God's not like you and I. He doesn't say things that aren't true. He doesn't say things and not come through. Have you ever changed your mind before? I change my mind more than I change my clothes. God help me. The Bible goes, no, God's not like us. He doesn't change. He, no, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't say things and then he, God, he, he's not a man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should repent or change. But has he not said and will he not do? Has he not spoken it and will he not make it good? We serve a faithful God. God, every time he will do what he said he would do. Uh, The Bible says 2 Timothy something. 2 Timothy says, even if we are faithless, he himself remains faithful. God's faithfulness is not determined upon your faithfulness. Even when we are faithless, God, he is faithful to his word. And, And hear me, not only is God, not only does God love you, not only is God faithful, But hear me tonight, God, he is able. You're taking us, write that down. God, he is able. God's able. I want to actually read you some of these scriptures because if if you don't catch this, I I think that we miss something. God, he's, he's able. The Bible says this, Luke Luke chapter, chapter one, verse 37, it says, for with God, nothing. Someone say nothing. For with God, nothing is impossible. For with God, nothing. Someone say nothing. Nothing Nothing is impossible. Bible says Mark 9, 23. Jesus said to him, if you can believe all things, Someone say all things. All things things are 
possible to him who believes. Nothing's off the table tonight. There is nothing tonight that's off the table. There's no prayer request. There's no hope. There's no dream. There's no desire that is off the table with God. God has no limits. Psalm 75, verse 5 through 7, listen to this verse. It says, don't lift your horn on high. Don't speak with a stiff neck. In other words, don't be prideful. Anyone you know a prideful person? And like, you know a prideful person? Anyone you're sitting, no, I'm kidding, don't do that. But, but the Bible goes, don't be prideful. Listen, for exaltation comes neither from the east, nor the west, nor from the south, but God is the judge. He puts down one and he, he exalts another one. Proverbs 21, verse 1. The heart of the king is in the Lord's hand, and like the rivers of water, he makes it go wherever he wishes. In other words, God is in control. In other words, God can open doors you can't open. God can create opportunities. The Bible goes, the heart of the king, it's in God's hand, and he makes it go wherever he wishes. Daniel 4, 17 one of my favorite scriptures, it says this, Daniel 4, 17, this decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones in order. Someone say in order. In order. So, so the purpose is in order that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdoms of men. Why, why do we act like God's got his thing going on and we got our thing going on down here? Daniel 4, 17, he goes, no, 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 this, this whole thing, I orchestrated this so, so that I could prove and that men would know, people would know that I still rule and reign in the kingdoms of men and give it to whoever I wish. Last one, I promise. First Samuel 14, 6, Jonathan is, is talking and it says, then Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armor, come Let us go over to the garrison of the uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us for nothing. Someone say nothing. Nothing. For nothing restrains the Lord. For nothing restrains our God. Hear me tonight. God, he, God loves you. God loves you. God, he is faithful to his word. And God is faithful. Able. I'm going to ask the worship team to, to come on back up, and we're going to close here in a second. But when, when, when we understand this, so, so when, when we understand and we get in our hearts that God loves us, when we understand this and we get in our hearts that God is faithful, we get in our hearts that God, he's not, not only, he not only does he love us, not only is he faithful, but he's able. You know what happens? What happens is we read Matthew chapter 6 differently. Maybe this is not you, but I know for many people, we read Matthew chapter 6 like this. Come on, guys. Come on. Um, it's a little frustrating. You know, I'm God. A little frustrating that uh, you're so worried a little frustrating that uh, you're all like anxious and like you always got all these prayer requests. And so like, can we just not worry? Can we stop the worrying? And can you just, can you just seek me? Like just seek God first. And we, we, we read it like that. But when we understand, when we understand that God, oh, God loves us. We understand that God has set his never-ending, unfailing love upon us. 
that, that God, he's faithful to his word and he's a God of the impossible. We start reading Matthew chapter six differently. And we, we read it the way that Jesus intended it, which, which is like this, son, daughter, Hear me tonight, you, if you've given your life to Jesus, you are the sons and the daughters of God. You're not just some random person. You are God's son. You're God's daughter. We read Matthew chapter six like son, daughter. I love you so much. I love you so much. You don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to be anxious and carry the anxiety and the fear. You don't have to live tangled. He goes, the rest of the world lives like this. I know. That's why, no, 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 no. The rest of the world doesn't have God lives like this. Son, daughter, don't you know? Your father who is in heaven, he knows. That your father who is in heaven has careful concern for your life and he knows, oh son, daughter, you don't have to worry. You don't have to feel anxious. Your father knows. So what, what, do, I, what, 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 what do I do? Just, just seek me first. It's, it's less of a command and more of an invitation. Can I just say that? It's not, come on, man, seek me first okay it's it's more of an invitation hey I'm I love you so much I don't want you to worry I don't want you to lose peace on your pillow I don't want you to go to bed anymore feeling like you are all alone I no I, I don't want you working harder at putting on a front than anything else so the world doesn't know I want you to live light and carefree so come to me yeah but yeah but but but, but what, what about no no, no. I, I got all that stuff I will take care of and I will add to you and I will give, I will freely and generously add to you all those things you're worried about you 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 don't have to live anymore like if I don't it won't oh no 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 God can do for me God can do for you far more than we can do for ourselves. Can, can I get an amen? One of the things that breaks my heart more than anything, and, and, and by the way, it's not even big stuff. Like it's like, it's like it's little stuff. But one of the things that breaks my heart more than anything is when my kids, again, eight, six, four, and one, predominantly my eight and six-year-old right now, when, when they worry about stuff, when, when, when I can hear it in their voice, when, when, when I can hear it in what they're saying that, that they're worried, they're scared, they don't, they, they don't really know, nothing breaks my heart more because as a dad, I wanna reach down and go, oh, no, 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 no. You don't worry about that. No, 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 no. I'm the dad, not you. Oh, no, like, like my, my daughter the other day, she, she goes, I mean, I, I really would want to, but, but I know like it's a lot of money. And she was kind of true, it was a lot of money. But, but my, 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 my dad heart went, oh, no, 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 sweetie. That, that's not a lot of, I was lying by the way. I'm like, that's not a lot of money. On the inside, I'm like, it's a lot of money actually. 
God, why do these kids want expensive things? I said, no, 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 that, that's, not, that's not a lot of money. I said, sweet, sweetheart, come here. Who's, who, who's the dad? You, you, you are? I take care of you. you. No, you don't worry about that. Can I tell you, it's the heart of God. God is saying to you tonight, oh, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. You, you don't got to worry about that. You don't have to carry that. You don't have to be anxious about that. I am a good, good heavenly father who loves you and I know and I care and I'm available. You, you, you can put that down. You just come to me. Yeah, but God, what, like, what, what about, no, no, I will take care of that. There's a scripture in Colossians. I don't know where it is. You could Google it. When you get your phones back in 17 years, um, it's like it's what it feels like. It's 48 hours. Like, oh God, where's my phone? You could Google it though. But I think it's I think it's Colossians 2:8 maybe. But but Paul writes. He goes, hey, just beware. You don't get cheated of all that God has for you by the traditions and the elementary basic principles of this. Brandon, you just don't know about that. This is the way the world works. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. No, 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 we, we don't, we don't live in this is how the world works. Paul goes, don't get cheated, bro. Bro, you are getting robbed right now of all that God has for you because you're living in this. I mean, just the way the world works. You're living according to the basic elementary principles. Now we, we, we got something higher, something better. That's a covenant with our, with our God. So I know I've, I've been talking for a long time and I, I, I close with this, I promise. I think I close with this. But, but so it begs the question tonight. So how, someone say how. How, how, how do I trust him? Because if the key to me seeking him first is trusting him, Brandon, how do I trust him? Have you ever wanted to do something, but you just don't feel like you're able to do it? Like anybody ever wanted? Like I'll tell you when I was 17 years old, I wanted more than anything to dunk. Anybody can you dunk, by the way? Anybody, like I, 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 I'm jealous of you, my man. I, bro, like I, I found this like training thing, like this jump training that my friend did. I did it for six months. I, I could barely like touch rim. Like it was never happening for me. Like, bro, I want to trust God. I just don't know how. Give me two things tonight and we're done. First of all, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Pastor JJ is going to talk tomorrow morning about, about the power of God's word and, and seeking God first. And, re, and we need that because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. But, but can I tell you even more than that? Do you know where trust comes from? Do you know where trust comes from? It is a supernatural work of God that only God can do. This is why so often in the Bible, the apostle Paul, he writes and he says, I'm praying for you. What are you praying for? He's not praying that you get a new house and a new job in, 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 in the new Air Force Ones. He says, I'm praying for you that God would open up your eyes to see how much he loves you. I'm praying that your heart would be open to receive and comprehend how good and powerful and wonderful. It's a God thing. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a God thing. It's a God thing. It's, it, it's a God thing. 
So, so, so like, here, here's what I want you to know. Like, we, 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 we can't have this mentality. We go, all right, God, I'm going to trust you, and I'm just going to try harder. I'm trying. God, I don't. I did feel constipated. Thank you, bro. Good observation. Like, it's not working. By, by the way, th this is why so, so much of what we do doesn't work, because we think the key in following God is willpower, determination, and discipline. It's not. They have their place. So much of serving God, it's a God thing. Only the Holy Spirit can open your eyes up tonight to see how much God loves you. Only the Holy Spirit can open your ears tonight to hear his voice tell you how much you're loved. Only the Holy Spirit can open your heart up to know and believe that God is faithful, he's able. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.